Welcome to the Cronin Crew Convo's afternoon podcast on leadership in Boxford. We set out on a mission to figure out what makes a leader. We interviewed various members of the community to understand the different roles that are essential to the operation of our small town. After listening to the episodes, we hope that you have a better appreciation of their hard work and what it takes to make this small town function smoothly. Be sure to thank your community leaders for all they do for us when you see them. Hello, my name is Alexis and I'm with my partner Nate. We are from Spofford Pond School. We are in Mrs. Cronin's third grade class. We will be interviewing Officer Lindley and her daughter Ava today. She is a police officer in our town of Boxford. Officer Lily has many responsibilities as a police officer. Some of her responsibilities include pulling people over for speeding, going to car crashes, answering emergency calls, interacts with life issues, arrests criminals, sometimes directs traffic and patrols neighborhoods. We have some questions for her are wondering about. When do you need to put sirens on? So, usually we don't really even need the sirens. Um, We typically put the blue lights and the siren on when we're going to an emergency and we need to get there fast. Um, Usually with the blue lights, it's just enough to let people know we're coming through, but I often use sirens when I'm coming up to, let's say, a stop sign. And I want everyone around to know that I'm coming. So usually people turn, pull over to the side of the road. Um, people do that, even though they don't know where the sirens are coming from. It's very helpful to have people pull over to the side of the road so I can stop at the stop sign and then continue through. It's a great question. What is it like to be on a high-speed chase? So that's an awesome question as well. So we usually don't... We don't do high-speed chases. Um, They're just too dangerous for everyone around us. If we're trying to uh, catch up to someone, um, we use our radios. We have radios that we have in our uniforms as well as in our police cars um, to communicate with all the other officers in Boxford as well as the surrounding towns that we're trying to catch up to someone. but it's just too dangerous for the people around us to to participate in a police chase. So we usually, if someone takes off, um, we usually just communicate with everyone else, hey, look out for this vehicle, um, look out for this individual, we need to talk to them, so can you help us? But we don't, we don't really pursue. It's just too dangerous for, for you and, and me and the police officer driving the car and all the innocent people around, right? Great question. Do you have night shifts? So I am fortunate enough to work the day shift, and I get to do stuff like this with you guys. Um, we do have night shifts. We have a uh, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Um, night shift. Those are the hours. And there's uh, the 3 to 11. That's the evening hours. And then my shift, which is 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. So there's someone always at the at the police station. There's someone always patrolling the town. But uh, I am fortunate enough to work the day shift. To work the day shift so that I can do this cool stuff with you. I'm also the, the school 
excuse me, about Ava. So I am also the school resource officer, and so I am assigned to Maskinoma to help keep all the kids safe and the staff safe there. So thank you. What do you do if you find someone driving without a license? So that's a good question. We have to get them off the road. Um, sometimes people are unaware that their license is expired. Um, sometimes they're doing it on purpose. But regardless, um, we need to make sure that they don't continue driving the car. So <clears throat> we either have to call them uh, a ride um, or, you know, someone will, someone will come pick them up or we have to take them with us. But uh, regardless, they cannot continue to operate. There's a lot of, there's a lot of dangerous things that can happen when you're um, driving a car without a license. You might hurt someone and then um, we just have to make sure that they don't continue driving the car, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, what's... What stuff like happens when when they don't have a license? Like and um like what do you do like other than that? Like like how is it dangerous? So that's a that's a great follow up question. Um so there's certain things that we have to do to someone that is driving without a license and one thing is um we either have to make sure that they, you know, like I said, they can't continue driving, but um, you could get in trouble. Um, so they could they could get arrested for not driving a vehicle, um, for not driving uh, with a license. Um, it is against the law, so we just have to make sure that everyone's abiding by the law. Driving is a privilege. So everyone's entitled to getting a driver's license, but you just have to make sure that you have um, everything up to date and you're driving a vehicle that has insurance, um, but that one of the things that could happen is you could get arrested, so which means you'd come with the police officer, and then you'd have to go to court, and you'd have to answer to a judge. You'd have to explain why you were driving without a license, and then he would um, give you some sort of uh, penalty. So that's a great follow-up question. Um, how long have you been a police officer? So I started my career in 2009, so it's going to be 10 years this year. Um, I started, I was a part-time police officer, which is what we call a reserve police officer. I worked in Topsfield and Boxford, um, just part-time, and I had a small landscaping business, so I kind of did that full-time, my landscaping, and then um, I did plowing in the winter. And in... 2016, 2015, I'm sorry, I went to the full-time academy uh, and Boxford had a position, a full-time position open up, so I was lucky enough to jump on board full-time with them. Um, And and at this time, I don't work for Topsfield anymore just because I commit all my time to Boxford PD. What do you think the best and worst part of your job is? That's a great question. Uh, Let's see, the best part of my job... I think it would be that to know that and to be the person that someone calls when they need help, um, and any sort of help, it could be um, my power is off and I, I need a hand, I would call someone to help them get power back up. Um, or if they, you know, 
maybe gotten in a car accident, I would, I'm usually the first one there because I have the blue lights and the siren that we talked about. So I'm what they call a first responder. So I usually am the first one on scene. Um, it's very amazing to me that I can be the person to show up and help you right right off the bat, right away. You can usually get there in minutes. Um, so that's really gratifying for me to be able to help people like that and to be the person that they call for help. I would say the worst part is seeing people hurt. That's very hard sometimes. Um, just because we do it um, more often than than other um, than other jobs, um, we're usually the first people there to see someone, um, like say, on the worst day that they have, and that that's tough sometimes. But uh, me and and my fellow police officers have a really good relationship, and and we often talk about those calls a lot. If we have a really traumatic call, we, we get together at the end of the day, and we can talk about. It. It's the best thing you can do, right? To get through stuff like that, you can talk about it with your friends and your peers, um, and it helps a lot. So um, I think, yeah, that would be the worst part of seeing people hurt. Although it is great to be able to help them, it's sometimes very hard, right? Um, why did you decide to become a police officer? So I, I didn't figure out what I wanted to be until I was a little bit older. So I didn't figure it out, you know, until a little bit after college. Um, but I always had a lot of respect for police officers and firefighters and public servants. That's what you call a public servant. Uh, because my my I come from a family of law enforcement and firefighters. My mom was actually on Boxford Police Department um, back in 1973, and she was the school resource officer. So that's pretty cool to me. She was the first female officer, which I think is pretty neat. Um, I, I actually have some of her pins that I still wear, and I don't fit into her uniform. She's very tiny, <laughs> but um, I think that that's that given me a lot of um, strength. And also, my my brother is a firefighter. He used to work for Boxford fire and he's a police officer with me he's a part-time police officer like I was telling you about he was he's a reserve officer um, so I've always looked up to him I have two older brothers and he is uh, Middleton Fire Department now my father was a oh, was a firefighter in Boxford he was um, an on-call firefighter back in the 80s uh, and I have some other family members that are in that sort of you know employment which um, so I've always really looked up to the people in uniforms and people um, Putting their uh, their best effort to, you know, to 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 get to wherever they need to be to help people. I think that's um, really important to me, and I always had a lot of um, respect for law enforcement and fire department personnel. Great question. Do you ever find kids in their house without adults, and what do you do? Good question. So. I personally have never found um, a kid in the house without parents, but we have certain things that we we would do for a, for a situation like that. Um, it's obviously pretty scary, so um, for the kids. So w when I would get when I when I got there, I would make sure that they're safe and that they're not hurt, um, and then I would make sure that. Um, that they're taken care of. I would stay with them. Without a doubt, we wouldn't leave them. Um, we'd make sure that they get to a safe place with adults, um, or we, we, would, we would reach out to other family members or mom and dad and make sure that they get back into um, the right hands because um, no child should be left at home alone. That's scary. So um, I think, yeah, that, that would be, you know, 
the first and foremost would to make sure that tomorrow and the next day after they're going to be in a safe environment and, and they're not going to be left alone again. So um, make sure that they get to mom and dad or to grandmother and grandfather or to an aunt and uncle or an adult that I trust to, um, to have you with. Right. What happens if none of like the family members can get with the children? So we, we would never we would never we would never re release a child into um, back into an environment where there's no adult. So we would bring the child with us, and we would make sure that there's there's certain uh, groups that will that will take care of a child in, in a situation like that. So no matter what, that that child is going to go to um, a safe place. And that's what those those groups are designed for, to make sure that kids are safe and kids are happy and healthy and they're getting the right food and they're getting sleep. So they, they're going to go somewhere safe no matter what. So great question. Thank you, Thank Officer Lindley, for answering that question. Questions. Thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. I really appreciate it. Great job. Running Through Convos is produced by Spofford and Company, with additional reporting by Room 6 students. Research and fact-checking is done by Mrs. Cronin. Our digital editor is Mrs. K. Special thanks to our extended learning community for the opportunity to create this podcast. Cronin Crew Convos is a Room 6 production coming to you from the beautiful hills and valleys of New England. Once again, thanks for listening and please be sure to tune in for future episodes.